This episode of The Guy Pod is brought to you by Adam and Brittany Gooch, Realtors with the Agency on Pine. The Agency on Pine is an independent boutique real estate brokerage located in the beautiful Shoals area of North Alabama. At the Agency on Pine, they believe you deserve individual attention when you're buying or selling a home, and that is their promise to you. Born and raised in the Shoals, Adam and Brittany Gooch are two of the best agents in the area, and their commitment to the excellence and integrity are second to none. If you or someone you know is thinking about buying or selling real estate in the state of Alabama, then no one will work harder to see those real estate goals achieved than Adam and Brittany Gooch. Give them a call or shoot them a text at 256-394-2156 or 256-710-5888. Or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram. And you can also find them online at gooch.homes. That's G-O-O-C-H dot H-O-M-E-S. That's Adam and Brittany Gooch, Realtors with the Agency on Pine. Now here are your hosts to the Guy Pod, Skip Nichols, Josh Kelly, and Adam Gooch. And welcome to the Guy Pod. I'm Skip Nichols. Josh Kelly. Adam Gooch. Hey, everybody. What's, What's up? up? Hey, guess what? So before we get started, we have a special guest today. It might get a little bit confusing. But the man, the myth, the legend, Josh Wilburn. What's yeah. up, everybody? Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. To uh, to help us with the confusion, I will tell you, one of uh, Josh Wilburn's um, aliases is, uh, he's also known as Girth Brooks. Girth Brooks. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Plus size male model. It's a thing. <laughs> nah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Stoked to have Josh on. Me and Josh have been friends for... Gosh, 15 years Probably or so, so. Yeah. something like that. We go way back. Josh is a construction guru. Yes. Um, very good at the at the building of things. When, when Casey and I moved to Florence, fun fact, Brittany's mom and stepdad were our next door neighbors. So mm-hmm. literally our first friends in the Shoals area were Adam and Brittany. That's it. interesting. Wow. It's a good way to start. I yeah. mean, it's only, it's only downhill from there. And Jeez. also to differentiate between the two Joshes, Josh Wilburn is actually male. Did you, what's differentiate? Defer, what, did you, what did you say? Differentiate. Differentiate. <laughs> uh, well, this is exciting. So Josh and his company has done a lot of work at our office, yeah. at our house. They they build stuff, and they're really good at it. Their, their company are. is the creator of the stand keg unit Yeah, in the office. We have a um, my urinal, but it's made out of a keg. They created that. I did. It was amazing. It still full, is amazing. F- it is. Full disclosure, that's Ben's baby. He did everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did all I, of it. Um, you can take some credit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like half owner of the company, so I'm going to take all of the credit. That's how yeah. it works, but well, he really did the per- everything. The person that. that comes on the podcast gets to take the credit. That's Boom. it. Boom. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah no. I'm for that. person that joins us on the podcast. We Thank will, you. We will only. Ben, you're this. coming on next. When Ben's on shift, we'll only do this for that reason. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so I saw something on Facebook, um, Gooch, that y'all had some kind of board game and y'all were hunting. Uh, what's yeah. this? What, tell me what that is. So, um, you know, I, America itself has somehow developed this um, fascination or obsession, maybe, uh, with um, like murder and serial killers and. Mm-hmm. So it's been going for a long time, but as with um, anything in capitalism, people figure out ways to make lots of money off of people's obsessions, um, America. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so we actually bought a subscription box um, that 
each month we get a box in the mail that kind of has a bunch of evidence and clues and you spend several months basically trying to solve this murder that happened and um so we have people over and we hang out and we have the big board that we put the map up and the pictures of the suspects and break it down but we're uh, basically i'm a detective man so how long does it take to go through that um so it's a six month like to get all the evidence in the case at six months if you do every month now you can choose to go faster if you want to so this is like a huge game of clue uh yeah basically on a larger scale for sure but it is uh very well done like you have to obviously it's 21st century so you get on like you check out social media stuff like you they have all so they, kind of stuff set up. So you get more clues online. Oh, yeah. You have to use the internet. You have to log in. You have to search. Um, I mean, you're a detective. You're you're solving murders. Uh. So the one I'm in right now is, um, I think the name of it's like Class of 98. And basically, there was a murder that took place at a high school reunion. And so you have to, you get all the interviews and all the witness statements from all the people at the reunion. And you have to go through and figure out what happened to this dude why, why is it so why do we have such a fascination like like i think about all the tv shows and like i like anything that dick wolf does yep. oh yeah i mean law and order law and order SVI, law and order svu law and order xyz criminal mind i had to quit watching criminal mind csi yep. trying to is, figure out did you ever watch criminal minds no so i had to quit watching it because it like it was getting like too deep, yeah. But I don't understand it. I mean, because but I mean, I'm I fall into that category because I like watching all that stuff and it's horrible. Why is that so interesting? See, I'm I'm not really into the whole murder show thing per se, but you're kind of going where I'm going with this. So I started thinking about CSI, CSI Miami, you know, and it just I, I think I don't know it. It gives you something to do because I would catch myself watching CSI or CSI Miami. And you see something that looks weird or out of sight, and then all of a sudden you think you're a real detective, <laughs> and you're like, "Well, he was driving a late model S10 pickup, oh, yeah. tag number XYZ four three seven zero or something," and, yep. and like you catch yourself remembering it, thinking you're going to be like the star witness, right? When in reality, the dude's probably just buying some Marlboro lights and going to do God knows what, and, mm-hmm. and you're never going to be on the stand. But. Yeah, and th- th- they're not calling us to stand, but you know, we'll, we Ashley and I, we will sit in the living room and we will talk to the television. Oh yes, for sure about different things that we see and like clues that they reveal to the audience. And, and we will literally have a one-sided conversation with the television. So, I, I mean, it's, it's happening everywhere. I watched a show on, I don't remember if it was Netflix or Prime or what, but on Jack the Ripper. But it was trying to figure out who actually Jack the Ripper actually was. Yep. And they claim, I forgot the guy's name, doesn't matter now, but they actually, figured, think they, they actually think they figured out who it was. I watched like three episodes of that. Oh, you get sucked in because in today's binge-watching world, I mean, it's like episode after episode after episode. They release this stuff 13 episodes at a time, and, and you, before you know it, the whole weekend's gone, and all sure. you've done is sit there and mm-hmm. gotten fatter, eating popcorn and drinking Coke and <laughs> trying, to, trying to figure out you know, what, what's the next step in making a murderer. Yeah. That's one of the best ones, in my opinion. That's a very good Oh, one. yeah. How to, is it, was it how to make a murderer, right? No, ma- ma- no making. making of a murderer. I think, I think it's making a murderer. Yeah, yeah making a murderer. Have you seen that? I have not seen. I, I don't watch that stuff, but I think I think as a society in general, especially kind of our generation, everybody wants to know the question why. 
Yep. Why does somebody do this? Why does this work? What makes that person tick? So I think we're innately curious to the point that you're like, oh my God, that's totally gruesome, vile, and terrible. I can't believe it's a show, but I've got to watch every episode. Yeah. That's, I think it's at some level, Skip, maybe you can speak to it since you're the actual educated one here. Um, but I think <laughs> I have an it's an education. Like, I do. I think it's like a psychological, like if you trace America, because it's totally an American thing. Like I read a statistic that said that, um, like the United States have has five percent of the world's population, but we've had sixty seven percent of the world's serial killers. It's awesome, you know. Yeah, but I I think there's a fascination, America. like psychologically, because if you go back, you know, even back into the twenties, whenever, like before it, what we watch now is serial killers and all that type stuff. Like it used to be the mafia and. Again, it's this like vile, heinous criminal organization, but it dominated, you know, film and television and like books for so long. And you almost get these villains that sort of become this like larger than life infamous, you know, like pseudo heroes, basically. Yeah. And that's what's happened. So I think, oh, you know, the CSIs and all that, that's sort of a mirror. But the same thing when you talk about like Jack the Ripper, I mean, it, it all goes back to the, you know, the Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was the first, um, I believe that was the first televised court hearing um, in the history of the country. And like it, people became enamored with it because it wasn't like the fake villain on CSI. Yeah, if I'm Crip- not mistaken, didn't that kind of kick off the whole court TV kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, like it. Well, and then that, but what's crazy to that point is, is when all that was happening, like people were like, Fans became fans of Ted Bundy, yeah. Which is which that was way before I was born. Skip was probably I don't know. That was what in the late sixties or seventies. So Skip was was kindergarten working on my master's degree. Uh, (laughs) Well, I think like the court case and stuff was in the eighties, right? Was it? Yeah, like he killed for a long. You know, he was convicted. He he died in eighty nine. He got electrocuted in eighty nine. Yeah, I think it was early, like eighty three, maybe or early eighties. That was a good year. That was a yeah, very good year. Sure, I mean, Gooch were born. Uh, I know we've remade that thing about nine times so yeah. far. Even yes. Zach Efron got in on it. He oh, did. Yeah. That's a good one, though. What's he, that? He one? was a pretty good Bundy. That's I don't think I've story. ever seen a Ted Bundy movie. What? I didn't know they had movies about There's a brand Ted new one on Netflix, bro. Dude. Yeah, really? Yeah, Zach I've Efron. I've seen the one where the. You can almost watch one by mistake. There's so many of them. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I remember the the one about Dahmer with Fava Beans and the. I think you're confusing. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's Silence definitely. of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Totally, that was yeah. after Jeffrey Dahmer, wasn't it? It no. wasn't. It's, yeah, no. no. Was it not? Dexter was after Dahmer. Now, Dexter was, that's, that's a pretty awesome show. Yeah, Dexter was loosely based on Jeffrey Dahmer. So I'll get watching stuff like Dexter, and then I'll become like on the side with the serial killer, and I'm like, this is dumb. i got to turn it yeah. off. So I haven't mm-hmm. to me Breaking Bad. Yeah. I started well, that, watching it, and I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm for you, <laughs> you meth dealer. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'll turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Team meth. Yeah, but that, like, Dahmer, you know, like, or Dexter, he's only killing bad people, so you do. You find yourself like, yeah, he deserves to die. Kill him, you know? And then you're like, what's happening with me right now? But I think there's just something that if we can see it outside of ourselves, we almost feel like we're not broken like that or, you know. It's kind of like you can't look away from a train wreck type oh, absolutely. thing. I mean, you guys yeah. clearly watch more of this than, than I do, I, I guess, but – is it the whole train wreck thing, or is it like in your mind? Do you think you're subconsciously training yourself to like 
if somebody comes at me, I now know what to look for. I've logged <laughs> right, in yeah. about a hundred hours of this. I, I think a lot of it, from from a psychological standpoint, a lot of it is people are trying to pre- prepare themselves for the zombie apocalypse. Right. Just saying, if that ever does happen, I'm ready. Yeah. I, all you got to do is get over to uh, Jackson Avenue. You're we're, ready. We're good. I have enough food, enough water, and enough guns and ammo. To survive. I don't want to talk about your nasty buckets of food. They're good. So I've got these five-gallon buckets. I'm not going to say the name of the company because I don't make anything off of it. But they're like 100 and they fluctuate between $100 to $115. And it's enough food to feed two adults for like three months in this five-gallon bucket. But if you dial it back to like two meals a day, you know, it could last you a solid six months. I have enough to feed my family for a long time. And then I've got gallons of water. I'm not really worried about, like, the end of the world type stuff, zombie apocalypse stuff. We live so close to TVA uh, reservation over here where they – it's a nuclear power plant. Yep. And then we're an hour and a half from – not even an hour and a half, a solid hour from Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville where literally they make all of the missiles. So if anything was ever going to get bombed, that's where it's going to get bombed. And my thing is, what if we hit lose power? Literally, if the power went off today and didn't come back on for two weeks, it would be like rioting in the streets. You couldn't just go to Walmart and buy sure. some Totino's pizzas. Uh, you know, going to Walmart is kind of like walking into a riot. It is. But yeah. just think about it. What if the power went off for a month and you, you know? Well, then you're, then you're going to be without Wi-Fi and your whole family is going to lose their mind and all the MREs you've got in a five-gallon bucket aren't going to do you any good, man. Well, I'm just saying. Everybody says, well, I'll go hunting. Can you really? I live in the middle of muscle shells. <laughs> Kill a coyote. I mean, yeah, there's coyotes everywhere, but I mean, like, and, and no, most people can't. I mean, it's not like you. I mean, right now you can go try to shoot a deer, but I mean, the chances of you going out and I mean, it's just that's not realistic when you live in the middle of the city. Now, if you lived out in the middle of nowhere, maybe, but that's that's the thing that um, that I'm you know I have. So I've got like six seven hundred dollars. Wrapped up in it, so it's not like I'm, you know, have an underground bunker. They're not making a reality show about you. No, not no, just no, yet. No, no, no. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but back back that. to reality shows about serial killers. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it goes back to like, you know, we we joke a lot on the guy pod about me being the old guy because I am the old guy, and I can remember like in the seventies, eighties, like twenty twenty and Dateline really getting their foothold, and the best episodes each week you look forward to where which whichever one was dealing with somebody was killing somebody oh, yeah because you know it gets you into the, the the mindset of what's going on psychologically and i think a lot of it really is not necessarily zombie apocalypse but i think people want to be prepared mm-hmm. because you know you, you know we've got enough serial killers that we've we've studied and we've heard about through these tv shows that you know it's it's the boy scout leader it's the post Post office guy. It's the guy that works at the store down the street. You go back and interview people that knew him. They're like, you know, he was always a little off. Every time. Every time. (laughs) But they're all. Never trusted that guy. But they also, too, say he kind of kept to himself and was kind of quiet. I mean, so they don't, like, raise any red flags, but then they're out there killing people and stuffing them in, you know. Making them skin suits. I don't know, man, because, you know, they go to their house and they're like, well, I mean, he was a pretty normal guy. He was making tuxedos for roadkill, but other than that, he seemed like a straight shooter, (laughs) you know. What about that Mexican serial killer? I heard he had a locomotive. Hit the hey button. Now. Skip, hit the button. <laughs> hit it. Hit I, it. 
Hashtag no, not dad that joke. <laughs> the good button. I don't know. Give Hash, me the hashtag dad joke for all of Give you. Give me the No, I want the baronch. Oh, you want the rim shot. Yeah. <laughs> you want the what? <laughs> yeah, it um there like this whole obsession that we talk about, you know, it spiraled into like they actually have what now they people call like murderabilia. So it's like memorabilia but from people who kill. Really? They yeah. sell that stuff on eBay? They used to. eBay actually outlawed it. <clears throat> So really? I found that out. Yeah. So they used to sell it on you. Now there's websites specifically dedicated to, it's called Murderabilia. And I looked it up. Um, so again, let, I, so I am one of these people that gets into it. But it's like, too weird. Like they're selling like um, locks of um, Charles Manson's hair for 2500 bucks. So, so you're telling wow. me if I want to go buy Son of Sam's polo shirt. Yep. That's a thing. Absolutely. Wow. You talk about Dahmer, like they've got, um, you can buy like bricks, pieces of bricks from the apartment where he lived, where he would kill people for a couple hundred bucks. That's and, not freaky at all. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what Ted Bundy's Volkswagen's going for. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. But. You know, what a, you know what a serial, serial killer eats when he's on a budget? Here we go. Uh, here we go. Raw men. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. It's a two out of three. So I'll take do it. you think part of it is, you know, we live in such a world where everybody is constantly posting on social media, consuming social media, and, you know, kind of comparing your life. Do you think people like to watch that, A, out of curiosity, like for motives and what the killer is doing? But, B, you think maybe they're just relieved that it's not them. You know, it's like, ah, oh, well, I, I had, a, I had a pretty crappy day, but I didn't get murdered. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't murder anybody. Yeah, I wanted to. Maybe it's, maybe that's a way to kind of live vicariously through either the good guys or the bad guy. Maybe so. Kind of a coping. Yeah. Well, you know, they've got um, – so you can read all these stories and everything about – because typically when you look at like from advertising perspective and, and ratings and all that, when you get into like television and media and things, um, the audience for this is typically women. So you get like investigation discovery and every lifetime movie is about somebody like man killing something and the woman. And, um, but you can read all these stories about these women who, like you talked about, fell in love with Ted Bundy, not just cause oh, yeah. he was a good looking, well-spoken guy, but like there's this, you read stories about once they've been convicted of murder, they're spending life in prison. And all of a sudden they start getting all these pen pals, women writing them letters. Like, I love you. Like I, um, and it just like takes these people like normal, educated women. Like, how do you fall in love with some, a guy that, you know, Bundy was, I think he got convicted of killing 30, but they believe he killed over a hundred women over like a period of years. And like, now you, you fall in love with him after you know, he did that. You know, and I'm under the school of thought that if you're in jail, like for something serious like that, I don't think you should even be able to get a letter. I don't care. At this point in time, I feel like you've waived all of your human rights to anything. And if you've done something that bad, like, you shouldn't be able to get letters. You shouldn't be able to do anything. I'm just curious how a dude could murder folks and be getting letters, and there's some of these little cats on whatever, this little Tinder or whatever, can't even get a swipe or a call back. You know what I mean? I'm like, what are you doing with your life when you can't even get a swipe? <laughs> People are sick, man. Hey, what if a serial, you know, like, 
the media always gives him names like Jack the Ripper. He didn't name himself that. But what if, like a serial killer, named himself the Suspense? <laughs> the Suspense is killing me. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> Set up and delivery. I don't know what. Um, I mean, because you think about some of these That's names. That's actually really good. I, I think y'all need to double back and appreciate Josh on that. <laughs> well, I, my thing is, is like, I wonder if, like, they get mad at some of the names they give them. Yeah. Like Home Alone where he gets like, no, we're the wet bandits. Spell it right. You know, like stuff like that. Like, say somebody gets murdered in my neighborhood. They call him the Jackson Heights Killer. And I was like, I would, if I was that guy, I'd be like, that's a stupid name. Like, I would <laughs> no, I'd want something cool. You can call me Nighthawk, you know. BTK makes sense. Bind, torture, kill. I, yeah. can, I, I can go along yeah, with that Yeah, BTK. One. That makes yep. sense. And let's be honest, that guy looked like a killer real he did. Tall. Yeah. I'm not trying to probe You could be like Zodiac but. and just name yourself. Really? Did yeah. Zodiac name himself? Send it Zodiac. Yeah. Zodiac did name himself, yeah. So, fun fact, if there can be a fun fact about serial killers. Um, there is a a serial killer gene. Really? Hmm. That has been potentially identified. It's called the monoamine adox- oxidase A gene, also known as MAOA. And it's an enzyme in humans that's encoded into that gene, and it kind of gets rid of the impulse control. Hmm. It's been oh. associated with this uh, disorder called Brunner syndrome where people get hypersexual, hyperviolent. And so like you could literally maybe pass this down to your, to your offspring. Really? Wow. Hmm. That's wild. So can we I test mean, for this? Yeah. You can literally <laughs> say, so this whole, you know, born, born this way or whatever. So that yeah. could yeah. literally it, be a natural ad- born killer. They identified it in 14 males from one family in 1993. Huh. That's interesting. But see, that can also just be a cop-out, though. It's like, oh, sorry, it's not my fault. Well, Maybe the, the family uh, sucks. I, one of my favorite headlines ever was, I forgot which, it was some guy in Chicago, he was a serial killer, and he ended up committing suicide, and the, uh, and the uh, uh, news reporter said, you know what, at least he died doing what he loved. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> On that note, I think we need to take... I think we need to take a quick break for a commercial. And uh, we'll be right back. That would get me. Let's face it. Sometimes local is just better. Locally grown, locally sourced, shop local, eat local. But what about local expertise? At Allstate, Josh Kelly is just that, a local. So contact Tuscumbia Allstate agent Josh Kelly today so he can help you with protection that's right for you and the things you love most. His team can be reached at 256-826-5309. Allstate, are you in good hands? Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. I'm not sure how I feel about me telling that joke and then my commercial coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Sometimes it just is what it is. Remember Buffalo Bill? Yeah. Buffalo Bill that cut up women? You know what his favorite fast food restaurant was? Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. Swing and a miss. Yeah, that was, right. that was a nice effort, though. All right. Really, it it all comes back, as with anything in our world, anyway. It all comes back to money. As long as it's making money, it becomes a thing, and it. Really, that's where if you trace it all the way back to, which we've had like a fascination for basically the whole century, um, or last two centuries if you count the nineteenth, the this century that we're in, but through the nineteen hundreds. But we talked about like the Ted Bundy cases and all that. Um, 
what happened through all that um, back in the early 80s and was the FBI actually came out and sort of put out this information that ended up being false information, believe it or not. I can't believe the federal government would lie to us. But <laughs> they um, they put this report out that basically said that, like, at any point there were, you know, dozens of serial killers, like, on the loose in the country. And what happened is it caused, like, a panic among the people and everybody back in the 80s as Ted Bundy's and all this is kind of happening and they got a face for it. And he's the guy next door. He's the you can't figure out who they are because they're not just the insane, scary looking guys. And so what happened out of that panic was all of a sudden all these law enforcement agencies realized that they'd get all this money from the government to fund like task force and well then as they start doing that, then the media starts making all the money and you go from Ted Bundy and all that recording to then you like that's the early 80s and you hit early 90s and you go to the O.J. Simpson stuff. So then like 24-hour news cycle takes over and from there we just spiral to, like we said, Netflix and everything else is just... Well, and now there's there's absolutely zero stopping the news cycle. I mean, you scroll yeah. through your Facebook, you're exposed to news, fake news, real news, whatever. Yep. I mean, there, there's no stopping it. Yeah, This isn't a joke, but think about this too. They're all white dudes. A lot of them. I mean, like you name off all the ones that are famous that we know of. They're middle-aged white dudes. That's true. What's up with that? It's that gene. Yeah, I don't know. I know a minute ago, Gooch said something about kind of being geared towards women. And this whole, like what you just said about the FBI, I'm convinced that if we put women, maybe my wife, your wife, especially my wife, in charge of these investigations, there's no way that this isn't getting solved. Oh, no, because <laughs> you know? they're watching it when they put their makeup on. They're watching it when they're sitting at home at night when we're not there. I mean, there's I, investigation discovery. That, the whole yeah. channel's devoted it's to that. Well, and, and, and not just that. Like, they have to know why <clears throat> to the end degree or to the next level. So, you know, like a week or so ago, I got a text, and I said, like, hey, you know, so-and-so guy, he – Fell out of a tree stand. He got hurt. You know, I, I think he broke his back or whatever. Oh my God, what happened? Uh, he broke his back. I just told you <laughs> well, all I know. Where 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 was he at? I don't know. Yeah, on the ground. Yeah, and you know, so I'm. I can't make her understand. Like, congratulations, you have all the information I have. <laughs> that doesn't satisfy her because now we need more information. Like, yeah. No, sweetie, we don't. I. I he's fine. He yeah. fell. He hurt himself. He is, in fact, alive. <laughs> That's all the information I need, and she has to go further than that. So yep. I think when they watch these shows, you know, it's like just that need for information is, yep. is what sucks them in, and you go from episode one to episode 13 in a weekend, like Skip said earlier. And yep. And for a certain degree, I think it it puts – you talk about like the pen, pal, pen pals or like people writing letters to convicted killers in prison and all that type of stuff. To a certain degree for these women, it puts them back in the power position. Like they're the ones that are they're the ones that get to make the decisions on do I accept the collect call or I get to reach out that you know, in a lot of those instances it's women who've been abused or they've experienced that type of thing in their life and so now tables have turned and they they've got the power. You know, I think now that I've thought about this for a minute, I think I know why most serial killers are men. It's because most women prefer to just kill one man over a period of many, many, many years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was a long setup on that joke. So, not to, not to make light of the situation, but there's actually an argument 
on how many people you have to kill to be considered a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Now that's a fair question. I'd like to know the answer. So um, most people say three. I was going to say, I think it's three over multiple, like not at one time. Yeah. That's like a mass killer. Th- three over separate instances. Mm. Some of them say four, but the FBI says two. Mm. So are you serial The killer? weirdest serial, serial killer that I ever remember reading about was this guy in Australia he was killing his female victims by drowning them in pancake mix, then dipping them in hot oil, and some of the victims survived. And then they're, those women are currently being treated at a battered women's shelter. <laughs> oh, God. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. See, I'm going to be honest. There for a second, I thought you were going somewhere serious. I was, I and then was I was really like, excited for that factoid. <laughs> I, I was waiting. I was following you, but then you lost me. <laughs> Fooled me once. Yeah, no doubt. Battered women's shelter. And you got into pancake batter. Here's the thing. Battered women's shelter, that's funny. I know we're not making light of actual what that's actually for. Women. This yeah. is a. Well, that's the thing. You, know, you talk about like not making light, and it it's insane in our culture where we talk about like these these terrible people end up somehow almost becoming celebrity in nature, but how bad it is for the like families and the victims that like somehow now, I mean, think Bundy's Bundy himself killed, we believe, or experts believe over a hundred people. And so like those families are still alive. They probably all have Netflix memberships, you know, they're all. And now every time you turn it on, like that guy is popping up on the, you know, trending topic again that you have to sit there and stare at him. So you like forget that part because we get so enamored with yeah, like the like celebrity. I, I, I don't want to use the word hero per se, but it's almost like a cult hero type deal. Yeah, that, you know, you're kind of celebrating that. Yeah, the, it, it, I, I I just don't get it. I don't watch a lot of this stuff, but I'm also not the type of dude to stand in line for two hours and pay 25 bucks to go through a haunted house, you know? No, yeah. So, like, I think that these shows are geared towards that demographic. Like, people want to be scared for whatever reason. Right. But they want to be scared in a controlled way. I don't know if it makes them feel better about it. It, it opens a part of them. Yep. But, you know, it's like, why? <laughs> why do you want yeah. to go pay 25 bucks to have these weirdos with painted faces jump out and scare you, you yeah. know? I guess the people that do that are the ones that go home and watch these shows, but... I'm a cool guy. I, like I watch haunted like turkey houses. hunting videos on YouTube and stuff. I like haunted houses. I don't like now that kind of scary. I, I like now. I don't like. But, but why I don't do you like, like a haunted house? Because it's fun. I don't know. It's fun to me. Um, I, so I see, you're kind of you're kind of making my point here. The type of dude that likes a haunted house, is like, well, let's let's see why Ted Bundy murdered. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> let me point it out because I also understand that these are people dressed up. And I like being scared, like jump out and scare me. That's fair. Now, at the same time, there's other kinds of like, I cannot watch a horror movie. I'm not a fan. I cannot watch a horror movie. Especially if it involves like kids and things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out. Too I'm bad. out. Yeah, I'm but out. here's another thing too is like roller coasters. They scare the crap out of me. I, I won't ride them. one. Oh, I love them. I won't ride I a roller coaster. I love a roller coaster. Which is yeah. odd because you would think if you know me, you'd think, well, Josh Kay, right? No, uh-uh. I'll I'm ride out. a roller coaster in a minute, but I'd rather give you $25 to punch me in the face. Before I won't I stand in line. I won't even a ride a house. Ferris wheel. Y'all, y'all should have seen him ride. Are you serious, man? I'm serious, man. Because here's what I start thinking about: a Ferris wheel. This Eastern European guy with an ankle monitor on just put this together on a Tuesday night and it's Wednesday morning, and he was probably drinking aristocrat vodka. Well, now you're talking about the fair, and that's a whole nother. We can do a whole show. <laughs> that's a whole me and why I don't thing. get down with the fair. 
But you're every day. So you're telling me you go to Disney World, one of the biggest corporations in the world. They believe in excellence. They do things the right way. You won't get on a Ferris wheel at Disney World? I probably would at Disney now, World. Now, I'm all for the county fair. I'm with you there. You got Joe Dirt rolled in well, an El Camino well, throwing just, up a Ferris wheel. I'm a total out. different route on it. I mean, because... No, I have no, access I to the I fair. I didn't take a different route. You brought up the, they have the a dude with the ankle monitor. They have a, they don't, they don't, yeah, but that's not an Eastern know, man. European not guy, guy with that. I can't afford Disney World. I don't know. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you take $12,000 deer hunts. trips. <laughs> yeah, hey. Me and, me and, me and Wilburn were talking earlier. I, I messed up in my profession because he gets all the God. all the sub-suppliers that kiss his rear end that take him all over the world getting to do cool stuff. Don't nobody take me nowhere. Yeah, I same. Think, do you think I like doing this stuff? I do this to provide for my family, man. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> do you think that I like going to Saskatchewan and seeing beautiful countryside and killing world-class animals? Hmm. I mean, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the fair because I think that ties in with – Serial killers. killers. It's a good place movies. to get murdered. I'm with you there. We were um, so we go to the fair here locally to support stuff, but like we we go. I love the one in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, which is just something about county fairs in the state of Tennessee. It's different than any fair anywhere but, else. But can I add that that same group of people? Tears this fair down. It doesn't yes. matter. Takes it 45 miles up the, and goes up the road. It's different. Rebuilds it. The same people. It's different. Oh, I, so I'm, just, I'm with you on this. Somehow I, I it don't, is different. I, I, hey, listen. Don't, skip, I don't, don't make the rules. Okay? I, I, I don't I, make the rules here. I understand that it's I'm different. I'm just telling from, the facts from a, as they are. From a fear standpoint, it's, it's still Joe Dirt. That's true. Oh, I'm still not riding the Ferris wheel, bro. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I'm just saying it's a different, it's a different, I mean, it's better. Okay. You can get a ribeye steak at the one in Lawrenceburg. It's just awesome. And I'll they have Sundrop. I'll give you that. Okay. And you know how I feel about Sundrop. You sun can drop. also get Sundrop at the shops at Coldwater. You sure can. On 109 East 6th Street in Tuscumbia, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> uh, but... So we're sitting there, and my little girl, um, I don't remember which one, is in the little, there's a little pool, right? And they're on these little bumper boats in the pool. And I look down, and the guy that's in the pool with them has an ankle monitor on. <laughs> this happened last year. So I guess Did it not electrocute him? I guess not. They're going to take baths and stuff. I don't, I've never had an ankle monitor, but I'm assuming they're waterproof. Apparently, they have to be. If he's in the water with him. So he's standing in the pool of the little ducky boats bouncing around with his ankle monitor on. Why and is then, he in the water? That's weird. Well, I would if I had an ankle monitor, I would want to be in the water too because you, you was kind of hiding it. And then I get to thinking about that Fast and the Furious movie where Tyrese was there at the uh, crash derby with the ankle monitor, but his, he had yeah. his trailer. So how do you have an ankle monitor if you're traveling? I, I think about that at night sometimes, and that was technically 12 months like ago. you're not supposed to. I don't think that's <clears throat> that was, the whole purpose. That was 12 months ago, and I'm still it's thinking about it. It's almost like the Fast and Furious movies don't follow real logic. It's yeah. it's called dramatic license. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I witnessed it because this guy was definitely not from. He was definitely not from Lawrenceburg. Well, See, I'm talking about Fast and Furious, not the Lawrence County. If Fair. you tell my wife this story, she's going to say, "Well, why does he have an ankle monitor?" Yeah. Well, he what did, did he do? Man. What did he do? What, who, um, who who indicted him? What you know? It, it'd be like what you, horsepower you, is the bumper boat? You motor? have all of the information I have. Yes, I think it was like I think it's Georgia. I could be totally wrong on that, but y'all remember seeing like the all these memes popped up this year? It was like it was an Alabama football game, but the team they were playing had like a running back that's in the backfield taking snaps. Yes, and he has his ankle monitor. Ankle monitor on. College football. Yeah, yeah he oh, played yeah. like he plays for the University of Georgia or like 
I mean, somebody. It's a. That's why they call him Thugger. Hey yeah, now. like get rid like high <laughs> level university. I wouldn't want to tackle him. Yeah, but I'm saying that you talk about like traveling. I mean, they travel all over the country, so somehow he's having to do it. Unless, the, the bottom line is they got permission. They just want to know where they are. They yeah. don't care where they are. Yeah. They just want to know where they are. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But they're creepers. You remember, like it was was it a couple years ago? Oh maybe? yeah, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, over like here at the, the guy little, here, the little, little weird one in the like, little petting zoo turned into a different kind of. He's like a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, like remember, and like there were these all of a sudden these kids came up and that city was touching them that's my whole deal with into fair, like, man like breeding ground for serial killers i know you, about you these just gotta keep, keep a good eye on your kids y'all don't feel like you want leashes for them so breeding ground for serial killers pedophiles and caramel apples and probably airborne diseases of some yeah. I, I do have a hard fast rule that i'll never ever ever do again is buy a polish dog from an eastern european man at a fair that happened one time. I've what if never, he's from Poland? I've never been that sick. I've never been that sick. <laughs> like a real Polish sausage. Yeah, if he's Poland. Uh, he was something. He was now, Eastern European, but I don't know. Fairs totally gross me out. Everything about them grosses me out, but, but I, I promise you, I will eat a corn dog or a funnel cake <laughs> Let me ask you a right question. Now. On the corn yes. dog, mustard one side, ketchup the other side? No. That's what I do. Ketchup only. I mean, no. No, mustard only. No, I go, I go mustard on one side, ketchup on the other. No, mustard only. Dude, Sorry. you mix the mustard and ketchup together and use the corn dog to swirl it together. No, this is what I do. I go mustard doing, down man? one side, ketchup on the other, and I stick my tongue out like this, and I twist it, <laughs> and I mix it up like that. Yeah, Just insert into his mouth and then that's twist normal. it. And it <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I like playing the games at the fair. How often I, do you I can, win? I win them every, every time I'm a winner. Do you? Do you ever yeah. lose and kind of look at the guy and go, that's fair? <laughs> no. No. Me neither. Puns from guests are allowed, not from hosts. Okay, whatever. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Knowing that the guy that is like hosting the game you're playing probably killed 30 women. Oh, could have. I Honestly, and I would. And you paid him $11 to win a goldfish with a I would love ball. to have a booth at the fair. I would like to be a carny. I, I would be. The, we can arrange that. I would be one of the most amazing Carney's ever like to have one of those booths. I could say, "Hey, young man, come up here." Like I would, cause see, I'm smart enough to where I could call you out on your manhood in front of your girl, and you would have to play. Yeah, you would have to play. You'd have to give me twenty dollars for a three dollars stuffed. Would animal. you also <laughs> play "Rocked You Like a Hurricane" by the Scorpions? Because I've never once been to a fair. You have to. And they not played. Oh, they here play. I am. Rocked you like a hurricane. That's true. You it may be the only reason I actually go to the fair, the, honestly. The, for the, the fair ride that has the most uh, or has the best songs is that one that it stays flat, but it goes up in a hill and around in it's a the circle. The Himalaya, man. The Himalaya. Yeah. Yeah. The Himalaya. They play the best music. It's always And then it goes back. Rocks you like a hurricane. Yeah, Rocky Like a yeah. Hurricane's always played on there. So, uh, I like here. the old Gravitron thing, too. <laughs> That you get in and it sucks you to the sides mm-hmm. and it slides you up. I like turning upside down. I messed up. So, like, the problem with the Gravitron, I learned this back in high school because I don't ride them anymore, not for fear, but I just get terrible motion sickness. So, I can throw up on a Ferris wheel. I'll get on it all day, but but on a Gravitron, you have to, like, watch how you line up on it. So, it, we're most of, I'm pretty tall. And so, I, like, just leaned up and didn't, like, notice where I was on the mat just standing against it. And so when you start spinning, and all of a sudden it throws you up, it threw my head into the top. I've seen that. Ouch. Yeah, it's 
So now not only am I throwing up when I come out, but I got a headache too. <laughs> so so if you throw up on that spinny thing, where does it go? It goes right back on top of you, yeah, and then it goes you. everywhere besides you. Yeah. I've seen it. It's not pretty. So the fair consists of you pay 25 bucks or whatever it is for an armband for a multitude of ways to go in a circle, right? Like every That's ride they it. have yeah, goes circ- in a circle, a circle of well, some They're sort, limited by space. You know? You got the little teacups. You got the Gravitron. And I'll tell you, another thing I'm out on is those swings. <laughs> First that's, of all, the, mo- the most benign ride of the entire no, fair, and you're out. But here's why: I, because these chains are—I don't know how old they are. Who no, welded the chains? No I don't know. How old are they? Are they? Have they been in the weather? Because here's the thing: I weigh 240 pounds. I'm a big boy. So the you self-preservation know? is real there. I'm with you. That's the—that's that. yeah, the only part I'm scared about. Like doing it, <clears throat> I'm in. I've jumped at airplanes, you know. But I am not getting on a Ferris wheel. So why do you like to go to the fair then? Just for the people watching, the, or the food? The food. The food. And I like doing. I like. I like riding some of the rides. They I, all go I, in a circle. They're all the same thing. I, here's. I'll tell you what happened at the Muscle Shoals Fair a few years oh my, ago. What's that one that goes upside down and it's got the little cage that flips around? It's like mm-hmm. a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I'm out on yeah. that so yeah. hard. No, because it spins as it spins. As it spins. So what is that thing called, man? Like the bullet or something? The bullet. Death trap or or something? Silver, the silver bullet. Silver, the vomitron. The, silver nice. bullet. I really think it's called the silver bullet. I think so. So that's right. I probably did. <laughs> Several years ago. So this probably about. It had to have been. 14, 15 years ago, we didn't have any kids, and we are at the Muscle Shoals um, Fair. And it was me and my wife and her friend from work, and she brought her husband. Um, her name is Rachel, is Rachel and Darren James. Nice date, Joe Dirt. And uh, so I left. I remember leaving there oh, saying – no, she's my sister. I, I ended up leaving there saying, listen, don't ever, ever – Put me in a, in a confined space with Darren James again, and we ended up being friends afterwards. But like I was like, it was horrible. I couldn't even talk to me. But so we're there, and you can see you could pay five dollars and go see the world's smallest woman. And I was like, I I like midgets. I do. Can I say that? No, little people. That's, that's not like, the appropriate nomenclature, dude. I like little nomenclature. people. Nomenclature. Good word. So five so, points to Gryffindor. That's fun to me. Like I love it. Like not in a make fun of way. I just I think it's fascinating and everything. So we get in there and I'm so excited. Tasha goes along with me. I pay ten dollars to get us in, and we go around the corner of this little trailer thing. And there's this little woman sitting there on this little bitty baby couch texting, and it was like. It was totally not what I, I was thought she was gonna be like. Hello, you want some lucky draw? I thought she was gonna be like a you know dancing or something. And You're tap, expecting it's a small tap, world. She, from yeah, I was, I was wanting something like that. And she's laying there and she, she kind of smelled like body odor and texting and, her boyfriend. And she was sitting there texting and she kind of looks up at us and I was kind of like, hey. And then I was just like, and then I just walked out real fast. <laughs> and it was one of the most uncomfortable times I've ever had in my because it's hard to make me uncomfortable. See, that curiosity right there, though, ties us right back to the topic at hand of why Why do you care? Like, why do you yeah. want to see that? I don't know. It was neat. And then there was the, the snake woman. How big was this lady, first off? She How, was, like, world's smallest woman? No, nah, she was just a normal, I mean. So she's just a small And did person. we confirm she, yeah, this she was, was like, a, Guinness, or, like, are we? No, just, no way. She was just a. Yeah, I think they drank a bunch of Guinness. She was the normal, a normal size small person, if that, just average small person, if that makes sense. She and, paid 20 bucks to see a midget sit on a couch. No, it was $10. <laughs> it was $10. It was $5 each. And then you could pay an extra three and see the snake woman. I was afraid of where you were going with the extra $3. Yeah, hey now. And so we go into this other room, and there's a big table with this big 
stuffed anaconda on the top of it. In the middle, it had this lady with her head poked up through, and it was like attached to the back, and she had like this bumps all over her face, and it was weird. And what was great was these little boys were throwing stuff at her, and she was cussing them. And and like I I didn't I don't guess I had a cell phone that had a video on it at the time because that would have been amazing to record. But it was like so fake looking, and it wasn't even. It's like they didn't even try. <laughs> To make it, and then these boys thought it sucked so bad, and they were picking up stuff and throwing it at her, and she was cussing them, and it was we left after that. Yeah, the fair creating next generations serial killers. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Apparently, man. I think it's the uh, traumatic experience that probably activates that gene we were talking about. Maybe. Yeah. Also, I like going. So in the South, I don't know if this is like that everywhere, but in the South, they have the exhibit booths in the air conditioned place at the fair and stuff, like four H. Yeah, like I love going through all of that. I'm betting the they don't have that in the Philippines where we actually have one listener. <laughs> hey, so our listener in the Philippines, I, I almost learned something in Tagalog to say, but I but I didn't. We're excited. We have listeners in like 12 countries now. Uh, Guatemala, Chile. Canada. Canada. America. America. Mexico. Mexico. Philippines. The U.K., UK, uh, Spain. We got some in Spain. Um, um, uh, Guatemala. I uh, said that. Okay. Spain. Spain said that. Japan. No. Kazakhstan. <laughs> no. Put that, another shrimp on risk. the Bobby. Okay. Yeah. Before we delve too far back into this, let's take another moment to hear from our national sponsor of the Guy Pod. Let's face it. Sometimes local is just better. Locally grown, locally sourced, shop local, eat local. But what about local expertise? At Allstate, Josh Kelly is just that, a local. So contact Tuscumbia Allstate agent Josh Kelly today so he can help you with protection that's right for you and the things you love most. His team can be reached at 256-826-5309. Allstate, are you in good hands? Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. That was too short. Yeah. I think, kind of talking about this idea of the fair and serial killers, I think it all psychologically fits into the same vein. You talk about the oddities and the the random, you know, the shrunken human head and all that. Like, I think we just, we're enamored by things that we have a hard time explaining and we want to, like, dive into it and people will pay five bucks a piece. Absolutely. You know, so I think it all is that same. Because, I mean, Am, am I wrong, or have we all paid to go into the Ripley's Museum in Absolutely. Gatlinburg? Oh, yeah. To see wax figures, essentially. Sure. I mean, here's the thing. I've gone to the um, to the mob and serial killer um, place out in Las Vegas, the mob museum. I saw where the St. Valentine's Day massacre <clears throat> was and all of that. They've got the chair that... I don't know. Somebody was electrocuted in. Like I sat in it. I'm a picture made. Yeah, yeah. It it was neat. Mor- morbidity is a thing. I, I think. Yeah. I, th- I think as a culture, we're kind of attracted to some of that. Yeah. But it's like picking up steam. It's not going anywhere. No. No. no, no. It's not. like from podcasts of. I mean, you oh, look that, at the list that, of the top ten podcasts, and three or four of them absolutely are true crime related in some way. Yeah. Um. And then like, you know, it's. I mean. Well, I tell you, the first podcast I ever listened to was S Town. Yeah, which is an Dude, Alabama you got me based. So podcast. hooked on that, by the so, way. So, so yes, which is here in Alabama, and that's 
that has some crime aspect to it, but it was kind of like that had a making of a murder. It was like, man, I, I want to know what's going on here, yeah, and I just it, got consumed by it. I think the, the general appeal with that was not so much the crime part, but the peeling back of small-town political sure. garbage. Yeah. Dude, but it got me too. There were so many layers I, I, of stuff. I came into this podcast like judging you for watching these shows, but you just called me out, man, because I remember when you texted <laughs> me that. And I was like, I don't know. We'll see, man. I'll I'll give it a listen. And so then I, I nine hours and later, I, yes. you're on episode eight. Well, don't, Dude, I'm hooked. I'm at the gym, and people are talking to me, and I've got headphones in, and they're like, oh, you jamming out? You getting yourself? I'm like, shut up, dude. I'm listening to S-Town, bro. <laughs> well, I remember. i, I got to find out who killed this Yes. I did. Gooch, did you tell me about S-Town? I did. So yes. Adam told me about S-Town. so weird, man. And then after I listened to it, I was like, I need to share this with somebody. And the first person I would normally share it with was Adam Gooch, but he's the one that told me about it. <laughs> and so I'm like, I've got to tell, you know, like when you get a good deal on something or something smells bad, like you got to, hey, you know, you yeah, want to like. 100%. You know, do you want to share the experience? Yeah, and so uh, Skip had already listened to it, so I was like, Josh Wilburn will like this. Yeah, you and were so like, I hey, dude, you. this is super weird. Don't judge me. And I was like, I got you, man. But Josh said, I've never listened to a podcast, but actually, <laughs> funny you say that. I was thinking about doing did something you, did educational. Did you explain to me how to access podcasts on my I phone, I think? <laughs> no, I walked That's him That's how cool it. I am. He was like, no, it's the podcast thing on your it's phone. Purple. And, it's and purple. And now look at you here. Yeah, here I am. Man. On Full your, circle. On a podcast. Josh Kelly. Yeah. But that's what, that started what, that kind of started us down this path. Yeah. yeah, it was actually a year ago right now that we, that Gooch and Josh Kelly and I were texting back and forth, hey, let's do a podcast. And then at your birthday party, Josh, at the Golden Corral, we took the picture yep. that is currently on our Facebook page, and we, we bought a domain, and we bought some equipment and figured it out, and uh, just a, th- that was kind of like the impetus of the beginning of the Guy Pod. And a few months later, we recorded our also, first episode, and here we are, 12 episodes in. Speaking of my awesome. birthday, March the 8th, the year of our Lord, 2020. You, this should be out before then. Um, this will be out tonight. Okay, so March the 8th, 2020, Golden Corral, Cox Creek Parkway in Florence, Alabama. You're yep. invited. Be it's there at 530. Down. Everybody's invited. Last year we had like, what, 65 people? I think so. So here's the story, because you're probably thinking Golden Corral. My wife will not eat at the Golden Corral with me, which makes it makes me like it even more. Can't blame her there. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where the only time she'll eat at the Golden Corral with me is on my birthday. So we make a big deal about it. We rent out the big back, the back room back there, and there we are. Uh, we do. We hang out. It, <laughs> so, um, it's fun. It's fun though. We do have a good time. We have a good time. Are you coming, I think Josh? This year, I'm actually going to be out of town that weekend. Whatever. I get, think this get year serious. Also, <laughs> kind of sub supplier related. Yeah, he's situation. Going, yeah, I don't talk but, about where you're going. No, I think we should weekend. we should set up like a guy pod recording at your birthday and make all your friends give us embarrassing stories about you. That'd be amazing. And then also I mean, maybe catalog like the menu choices and why, you know? I mean, he's like the he, guy if, pod if I, live. If I go to a Golden Corral, golden I can corral promise you I'm going to eat stuff that just doesn't even make sense to get. I'm going to get a taco. That, I'm going to get a piece why, of sirloin. That's why it's so I might amazing. I'm going to have a slice of pizza. Oh, you want you some know? sushi? And, yep. and like catfish, maybe not even any sides. I'm just gonna get like six really weird entrees. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: and then hate myself if for it. If you want to take that fried chicken wing and dip it under the chocolate fondue fountain, oh, yeah. you can. You do can. It. Yeah, throw you some spaghetti sauce on that hog. Well, I mean, it's whatever. Like, there's so, no, so pro tip. Hey, Golden Corral is the real no judgment zone. I, love I don't it. know why Planet Fitness claims that. <laughs> that's Golden Corral all day. So real talk, hard shell taco, 
Shell. Yep. Ham cubes. Cheese. Spaghetti. You can do that. You can do that there. Yeah, you can do that. I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, but you had me to the spaghetti part. Thank goodness you said you're not going to. Can I say out loud that I don't really like spaghetti that much? Same. I'm just not a fan. It's my daughter's absolute favorite. I cooked it just the other night, like less than a week ago. My kids and would eat spaghetti every day. And I I'm like out. spaghetti. I'm in. I'm also not a big fan of Chick-fil-A either. I'm just not We've a big noodle that. guy, really. It's the Lord's chicken. I'm just, yeah. I don't like it that much. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so Golden Corral, if you're listening, you're invited. There's so, a Facebook event. So this is your 23rd, 12th birthday? What? What? 37. 37. It'll be 37. 37. Yep. I vaguely remember 37. That's because it was 32 years ago. Same. Very close. <laughs> Did you add that up? No, I didn't do the math. So let me ask you a question, Gooch. On this whole murder thing here, so you said you've ordered the kit, you're into it, so obviously you like the detective aspect of it, trying to solve it. Oh, yeah. But I have a theory kind of developing in my little pea brain here. I think people, I think the other side of it is people want to know how they were punished, right? So when you watch the Bundys or whatever, like you right. kind of want to see – what punishment they got, you know? So I think that's a weird part of us is that's terrible. I got to know what sentence he got. You yeah. Know? So absolutely. is that part of it for you or? Yeah. Which I hadn't finished one yet. So I'm like right in the middle. So you're watching like to... 12 at a time, probably knowing you. Well, this, the box deal we're in is Oh, like... you're talking about the game. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. just talking about shows in oh, general. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 You have to like, because yeah, then we all have the sense of justice that you feel like, right. You know, I need to figure out how you're, and that's one of the things you talk about Bundy that was so weird is that like he almost won over everybody. Like when you watch the Zac Efron version of that story, you know, it's like John Malkovich is the judge, Josh. You said you didn't know that like, but um, even when you watch the real like recordings of the Bundy hearings and stuff, like you can tell the judge in this case, because Bundy like is his own, he's his own lawyer, basically like he represents himself. And, um, but like he really likes him. Like they're like buds as he's up defending himself and the judge like famously kind of finishes up telling him like, you know, I wish you would have made a great, great lawyer. Like I would have loved to have tried some cases with you. I don't hold anything against you. Meanwhile, I know you killed a hundred people. So yeah, you're, you're going to fry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, but I like you. You're good. So how many months are you into the subscription box? Um, I'm on my third right now. I'm so I'm halfway through. So who all is doing this with you? How many people? We don't have to name six names. of us. Okay, Skip and Josh Kelly, just time out real quick. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, yes or no, how surprised are you that Gooch pays for this? Pays for it? Or, 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 or participates or is participates. involved in it at all? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Not even paid, a little bit, right? Paid for it, maybe a little surprised. Yeah. Well, but it's, for us, it's a date night, right? Yeah. So, like, it's all the friends come over. and So, so, so Brittany do, ordered it, right? Uh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah but, uh, no, like, it. so for us, like, you know, I'd do it. I mean, I would do yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, absolutely. you bring the you bring the pizza, you bring the desserts, you bring the drinks, and I got the box. Let's do this thing. We're gonna you figure know? this out. That sounds less terrible now that you put it that way. But yeah, I'm still so judging you. That's fine. Well, What's kind of like an escape room? Face, right? like an a escape real room. Friend, you know? Yeah, I love that. It's like an escape room. Yeah. Well, now you're making it sound a little, little better, even so. Hey, funny story. Watch, I'm sitting here judging you in like three weeks. I'm going to be in there with a magnifying glass like a real so, life game of Clue. So funny story. Um, you said escape room. So last weekend was um, my twins' birthday. They turned 12. And so um, Josh Wilburn's oldest boy, or I guess his only Old boy. boy. The, youngest um, kid. Yeah, youngest kid. He, um, he is my favorite son, though. That's true, yeah. 
he um good time he comes to the house so his son and my sons are best friends have been since they were like born and so they decided they wanted to do an escape room for their birthday and so i took them in and they're and so I told him, so it was kind of a, a moment for me because when I called the escape room and set this thing up, I asked the, the owner of this place, um, like, hey, okay, these, these boys are 12. Are they going to be able to do, like, the, are they going to be able to solve it? Or do I need to be in there with them, you know? And he was basically like, well, it's definitely designed for adults. You know, there's some stuff you kind of have to process through, but we have had 12 and 13-year-olds make it through. So I, if they want to give it a go, that's fine. So I went to the twins and asked, like, hey, do you do you just want to try this? It might you might get stuck and not get out, or do you want me to get in with you and I can let y'all figure it out, but if you get stuck, I'm there. So it was the first time, so part one of this story, it was the first time in their life where they had to like basically look me in the face and like, Yeah, Dad, we'd rather you not be there. We're just gonna do it with our friends. It hurt a little bit. It did hurt a little bit. They're like, We got this. You're not as cool as you think you are. No, and so I, I stayed out, but um Long story short, they did not get out of the escape room. They um, they did die, and in fact, the escape room they were in, they had to disarm a missile that was going to basically destroy the planet, and so all of us died. But it was funny because the next Thanks, day, twins. I get a message from the guy that runs the escape room because the next day he goes in to like clean up and reset everything. And at the end of their hour that they're in there, once they figured out, like, we're not getting out of here, Carson, my oldest child, um, apparently he had stopped at some point and hand wrote out his last will and testament <laughs> on a piece of paper. Nice. And he left all of his belongings to his family except for Connor. He gets nothing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, to be fair, Connor was dead with him. That's so, what, yeah, you know, you know, so... He didn't think that through. He was just like, I'm just not giving anything to Connor. That's funny. Yeah. So, so fun part of the guy pod is fake news. Oh, it's tight. Oh, Josh. So I'm familiar. You're familiar with fake news. I'm you know familiar. how it works. Do you know about our record? I don't. It's, it's really good. Let's it, just say that. It's checkered, but okay. Yeah, I, I feel like Skip is correct here because the last one I listened to, I feel like you were kind of all over the place wanting something to be true. But Yeah, we, I, I think we failed the last one. We started off – Rocking though, yes. They, the they're like we're seven episodes in. Yeah, we're, we're like still winning. We still have a winning record. Dude, you I do. Will get it, you I do. will get it wrong every time. We have a winning right. record. We do. So, uh, for those of you that are not familiar with fake news, what we'll do is we'll share three news stories. One of those news stories will be absolutely true. The other two will be false. And it's up to our panel of judges, Adam Gooch, fake Josh news. Kelly, and Josh Wilburn, dun, dun, dun. to figure out which one of these stories is true. All right. You guys ready to play? Let's do it. Let's How do, do y'all it. feel about calling me good Josh as we move forward? I love that. What about bald Josh? It's fair. Yeah. One of these Josh's. I'll just, let's just shorten it to BJ. Hey, we can call him, we <laughs> can call him the bearded JW, Josh because I, I don't know what you did. How about one of these Josh's is not like the other? <laughs> one of these Josh is not like the other. Is that a song? Should it's, be. It's on Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. Oh, whatever. That's on HBO. We're, we're probably going to get kicked off of iTunes because of that. Hope you're happy, man. Got super quiet. You're one welcome. I made it one strange. For I made it strange. Speaking of serial killers, Sesame Street. I made it strange for our 12th episode. <laughs> hit, us, hit us with this fake news, man. All right. You guys ready? Let's do it. All right. This one is out of, this uh, story is out of Metairie, Louisiana. My roommate in college is from Metairie. Real, real story. Eight-year-old throws hat and ring for mayor's race. 
Eight-year-old Morgan Boudreaux qualifies to run for the mayor of the largest city in Jefferson Parish. Six months ago, Morgan's father, Chance, attended a city council meeting that he said reminded him of a bunch of children arguing on the playground. And in the public remarks time, informed the council that his then seven-year-old son could do a better job of running the city. Much to Chance's surprise, he found there was no minimum age requirement to be on the ballot, so Chance paid the $125 qualifying fee and registered Morgan for the election. City Registrar Hebert Fontenot stated that since Morgan had been a legal resident of the city for the preceding 12 months and has never been convicted of a felony, he is now certified in a field of nine candidates to be on the ballot on March 2nd. Oh, okay. Okay. That is story number one. Something feels real, but Skip's got a way. And I thought I was a bad dad for making my kid play baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, son, you're running for mayor. Story number two, out of New Hampshire. Mm. Ousted New Hampshire police chief heads home in underwear after turning in guns and uniform. A New Hampshire police chief stripped down to his underwear and walked into a snowstorm after being stripped of his duties at a local board meeting Tuesday night. Richard Lee was a police chief for nearly 20 years until a three-member select board voted to rely solely on coverage from the New Hampshire State Police during the meeting. He worked part-time as the only member of the department which covers the town of Croydon's roughly 700 residents. I need this to be true, man. What a fantastic way to quit a job. He he was told to immediately turn in his guns and uniform as well as the keys to his police cruiser, so Lee took off his gear before the board chairman and left. So good. Yeah, I hope that's real. Story number two. (laughs) All right. This next one is great. When I ran across this, I was like, freaking go. Small city in Virginia secedes from the Commonwealth. Oh, wow. Potsdam, Virginia Towns Council voted last Tuesday night by a vote of six to one to leave the Commonwealth of Virginia and become a part of the state of West Virginia. The mayor and council stated that the current state of affairs in Virginia runs contradictory to the wishes of the small hamlet located in Dunham County. At press time, it was unknown as to whether this vote will be challenged by the Commonwealth the township of Potsdam has a meager population of 37, boasts one full-time city employee, a police officer, a Dollar General, and a family-owned gas station that has been operating continuously for 74 years. You knew there was going to be a Dollar General. Of course. But how bad is it when you're like, screw it, we're going to West Virginia? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like I, I've traveled the world a lot working construction, and I can tell you right now, I'm out on that one. So the, the three stories bing, are... Bing, bing. Three stories. Ousted New Hampshire police chief heads home in underwear. Mm. Yes. Eight-year-old throws hat and ring for mayor's race. And small city in Virginia secedes from the Commonwealth. You so how does this work? One sweet. is true and two, two are false? Or yeah. True? One yeah, of these yeah. stories is true. So we kind of talk about it. So I'm out on the first one. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on the first one. What do you, what do you say about the first one? Yeah. I, Kid I just, running for Yeah, I don't yeah. feel good about that one. I'm out. So... The underwear cop. I could see a dad doing that to prove a point, you know. But I would definitely do that to prove a point, but I'm out on the underwear cop. See, this I mean, is where I'm, I think I'm a detective, though, because I start thinking like Chance Boudreaux, <laughs> or is his name really Chance? I don't believe yeah. that, you know. Yeah. I th- we think about all that kind of stuff. This so is where that CSI Miami kicks Underwear off. cop yeah. could have happened, and, and it would have been epic if it did happen. What's, a, throwing, me off, what's throwing me off is it's New Hampshire, and if they fired him on the spot, they don't have another police officer. 
So that's kind of where it's throwing me off. So you're thinking super troopers. Right. <laughs> well, because I'm thinking they're in New Hampshire. He's their only police officer. Why would they fire him without having another police officer? But what else do they do in New Hampshire that makes sense? Isn't that where Burns from? Yes, yeah, that's where Adam's president's from. He's from Vermont. Vermont, same thing. Same, same thing. thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Right South Canada. Once you get up into that, like, it's, it's top part, it, they're it, all No offense to you like, folks listening in Canada. Sir, because the thing. Right? There is nobody listening to this that supports Bernie Sanders. I can go ahead and tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I can go out on a limb and say that, right? I would be surprised. I that's think so. you're good. Um, and then the Virginia succeeds from the Commonwealth, become Virginia part of West Virginia. Virginia is acting stupid right well, now. Well, given, given the turmoil in Virginia right yeah, now. Yeah, that would make and sense. all the stuff. I mean, their governor is literally too stupid to insult. Yes. You know, mm. so I, I really, I could see that being true. But, man, I just want that second guy in New Hampshire. Well, so here's the problem. I need that to be real, man. Here's the problem is that the one that actually sounds like it could be the most realistic and reasonable is the Virginia but you talk about CSI effect and like all the how you overthink things and all that. I also know Skip, and I know he would be yeah. the one to put a story in here sure. that is the most real, and then that not be the one that's true. I'm going Virginia. Are you? <clears throat> I'm going Virginia. I want the underwear cop. I need to be it, man. In. I'm all in on underwear cop, dude. I need well, what I, a fantastic I'm, way to quit a job. I'm going Virginia. I quit Food World in 1996, worst job I've ever had. And if I would have just stormed out of there in my underwear, man, <laughs> that would been awesome. How much cooler would that have been? You yeah, know? they'd still be talking about it. So here's my eleven dollars worth of polo shirts and my name tag. You know, I have quit two jobs in my lifetime. In your underwear? I am 50 years old. I have quit two jobs without giving a notice. One of those was Domino's Pizza in Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I left. I just didn't go back. I'm like, in two weeks, you'll notice I hadn't been here in the past two weeks. <laughs> the other was, I saw a dude at a local factory get his arm pulled off. Uh. And I also left. People say, did, Skip, did you quit? I said, no, I left. <laughs> when you quit, you tell people. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I gathered my stuff, and I left, and I never went back. I've never quit somewhere without putting in a notice. I've never just quit. Yeah, I've never done that. Yeah. I can't quit you. I quit the food world in a hot minute. <laughs> the food world. Yeah. The food world. All, All right. right. What are you I'm going with, Gooch? Oh, man. I'm going so. Virginia. So, Wilburn's going. I'm all in on underwear, new, dude. I underwear mean, right cop. or wrong, I need it to be true, yeah. man. So, we got one Virginia. We got one underwear. Underwear, dude. Underwear cop. Whose yeah. team are you on? Yeah, yeah. see, I, I'm with Wilburn. I fully want this New Hampshire story to be true, and I'm going to friend him on Facebook if it is. And again, here's where I'm off on the Virginia deal. Like, Virginia's screwed up. There's some turmoil there, but they're not like, we're going to West Virginia. Yeah. That's what I'm voting for. <sighs> Country road. I'm going to give you a little timer here. Oh, my gosh. That makes it worse. Um, I am going to go Virginia. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm underwear guy. I'm man. hoping I'm wrong. Time's up. Final answer? Final answer. Final answer, man. Josh Wilburn, final answer. I'm locked in on underwear cop, man. Josh Kelly, final answer. Virginia. Adam Gooch, final answer. Final answer. Final answer. Ousted New Hampshire police chief heads (laughs) home in underwear. son. (laughs) After turning in guns in uniform. That is so awesome. What's his name? I gave them my uniform shirt. I gave them my turtleneck. I gave them my ballistic vest. I sat down in the chair, took off my boots, took off my pants, put those in the chair, and put the boots back on and walked out the door. Man, I loved this guy until you said turtle. Real American <laughs> heroes. So this dude was wearing a turtle. He just went from like legend status with me, and he's still pretty high up there, but 
Dude, you wore a turtleneck. Calm down. Yeah. He didn't have spare clothes or a ride home, so Lee walked nearly a mile in 26-degree temperatures before his <laughs> wife picked him up. That's a real man. One turtleneck deal. He's in New Hampshire, and it's it is fair. wintertime. So like, What's funny is, though, is, like, he's is it like, a mock turtleneck or like the fold-down? No, it's a dicky. Dickies are cool, man. I used to have a dicky. Well, what's great is, is like he was like, all right. All right, boys. He's like, he strips down. Yeah. He's like, roll it up. <laughs> he, he gets outside and he's like, crap. <laughs> I yeah. don't have a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The steps out of the hall were like, I'm still awesome. What's great is, is like, so like he was the only cop and they fired him. Yes. And so, so now it's And like, now they're, they're relying on the New Hampshire State Police to patrol the area of 700 residents. Man, is my, my 20 plus years in the construction industry, I promise you like construction workers love, they call it dragging up. Oh yeah. But they love to quit. In yes. exuberant fashion, you know, it's just like it's like in the car business. They cut, uh, yes, uh, I was looking for a job when I found this one, and they'll quit, <laughs> man. They'll drag up in a minute, and maybe that part of me needed this to be true. Yeah. The first time, it. the first time I ever went to work for a car dealership, they show me my office. They hand me an empty Xerox copy paper box and told me to keep it under my desk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why? So that's your blowout box. So that in the car dealership, they call it the blowout box. Gotcha. But yeah, dragging up on a construction site, that, that people would rather drag up than draw a check. Sure. What? what yeah. Tell me the term dragging up. I've never heard that. So it, it's, it's basically representative. Your yeah, you're, you're dragging your tools to the gate, you know, because yeah. you've got a tool oh. belt, you've got a toolbox. <clears throat> so you're dragging up. You get all your stuff together and you drag it to the gate, you drag it to the end of the job, whatever. So they call it dragging up. And okay. You know, it's. I, I think they all want to do it and and seem cool. You know, but so like now I've been in management for a good bit of my construction career, and the funny thing of it is, is they're all really hard. You know, Billy Bad. You know what? I'm gonna drag up, and then they're like, "Can I get that unemployment check?" <laughs> nah, son, you quit. Yeah, you know that's funny. So, but um, if they would have done it in their underwear, real talk, I would have been like, "Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can go get that unemployment." <laughs> like in the moment, yeah, I gotta be mad at you, yeah. But I'm going to private message on Facebook yeah. and be like, respect. So, total side note, and i got to ask this question, Josh Wilburn. Do y'all like employ people in the state of New Jersey just so they can draw huge unemployment where you work? Um, That's no, a thing, so, isn't it? So, so, where I work, we don't. But I, I actually have a brother-in-law that was known to travel around the country, and he would work, I mean, really, really hard. He would get after it for like nine months of the year, eight, nine months, and he would take off deer <clears> season. <throat> And he would, he would. I'm dead serious, but he would plan his shutdowns or his outages that he worked based on the unemployment. So he would go to New Jersey or Massachusetts or somewhere and try to get in so he could draw that highest rate, which, I mean, if you think about it, you know, hey, it's like. Kudos, man. I, I kind of was a little judgmental there, but I'm like, this dude's over here deer hunting, drawing a pretty fat check, <laughs> and I'm, you know. I'm, I'm still, working, wishing yeah, I was deer hunting. I'm still working. Yeah, I'm still over here staring out the window, wishing I was hunting, so. Awesome. Man. I've never well, been happier that we missed that. I'm really happy. That, that was a good one. I need to. One. I could be friends one. with that guy. I was yeah, really hoping one. you guys were going to go with the mayor kid. I had yeah. zero confidence of winning. Yeah, man. I didn't it feel so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should feel. I, I'm not even mad about it. No, I, I'm really. I'm glad. glad that that's true and ours wasn't. Absolutely. I'm glad. I'm, it's I'm been a good time, guys. It's been a good no time. Man, Josh, Josh Wilburn, thanks it, for being with us. For joining us, man. This has been fun. I don't want to stop, but we got to. It's been time. Yeah, so that's all for this week. Thanks, guys, for listening in. <laughs> I feel like I do this every week. And Josh is 
quickly uh, moving his script because God. he has some things to say. Jeez. So let's try that again. Take two. Can you read your own handwriting? Now, this happens too much. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to The Guy Pod. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at The Guy Pod. Also, please go and subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube, or you can listen to us directly at www.theguypod.com, or find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can always email us at therealguypod at gmail.com. That's therealguypod at gmail.com. So that's it for this episode of The Guy Pod. So for Josh Kelly, Josh Wilburn, Skip Nichols, I am Adam Gooch, and remember, When you're in over your head, the first thing to do is close your mouth.